You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, it is also simple. Rocket, Rocket can, okay? I can and will be here with you for the next four hours. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy hump day. Yeah, this is, this is the hump. I'm going to help you get over the hump. Okay, by the time I call it a wrap, I'm going to bring you much closer to Thursday morning. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to everybody tuning in on the free Odyssey app. Everybody locked in on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. People tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158 and everyone listening on a smart speaker. Here, there, everywhere, I'm being joined by super producer and host, Dave Shepard, and I'm thrilled to be joined by you. Yeah, you the listener, the person at work, the person leaving work, the person driving, the person sitting in the house, the garage, the shed, in bed, outside, the person in the hospital right now. My people who are holding it down, much love to you. I know you're out there. Shout outs to everybody. There is no show without you. If you want to contact me, you know how to do it. The number here on CBS Sports Radio, it's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Every Wednesday night, I bring you a new top six list. Mr. Aaron Judge decided to hit home run number 62 yesterday, and we're going to talk about uh, some other records. Well, we're going to talk specifically about records in sports which will never be broken. We'll do that two hours from now. It's been a busy day in the world of sports. About an hour ago, we learned that Draymond Green is out here fighting his own teammates. Got into an altercation with Jordan Poole. We don't know the details. I mean, all things considered, maybe Jordan Poole started something. Maybe Draymond finished it. We don't know, but this is always something following Draymond Green, and I'm, I'm sure we'll hear about it on his podcast. He may put out a podcast in five minutes, so who the hell knows? Victor Wimbenyama, this guy's a freak. This man was playing basketball while we were on air yesterday. Shep and I had a chance to talk about it. 18 years old, seven foot four. I mean, this sounds crazy to say. But if you watched him, you, you might understand it. They said he's like Kevin Durant with defense. This man is not just, he knocked down five threes, I think, yesterday, or seven threes. He blocked five shots. He scored 37 points. It's a freak. He's going to the basket. I don't know. You never know. Listen, he moves better than Chris Stapps Porzingis, and he's an inch taller than Chris Stapps Porzingis, which is just, he's a freak. Cole Beasley, yeah, the wide receiver, the short one. Slot receiver, he says he ain't playing football no more. He played two games for the Buccaneers. He says, uh-uh, I'm out of here. Maybe he needs to give Tom Brady some tips. Bobby Wagner, he's being investigated for laying the living hell out of that protester who got on the field the other day. And so we got a lot to talk about. And then last night, there were so many calls. People were trying to set me up with their sister and all types of stuff. 
But tonight, we are going to talk about some of the upcoming candidates for MVP in the NBA. You got all these fancy executives who have filled out anonymous surveys, and they have some thoughts as to who is most likely to win the MVP. But we're going to start things off with Major League Baseball. Because a season, it's a wrap. It's done. Talk about that in a second. Shep, how are you, man? You doing smooth? You okay? No complaints, JR. Thank you for asking. And how are you better than the person that Bobby Wagner is filing a police report against? How many parts of that guy's body do you think hurt? I would say more than one, probably even more than 20. That was, oh, wow, that was only two nights ago. Crazy how time flies fast. Exactly, almost exactly. It was two nights ago, and um, I'm sure that that man is still uh, very, very sore. And uh, somehow, some way, he managed to make it to the police station, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Baseball, it's done. It is. And I'm not talking about the sport as a whole, so all the people who love to defend the honor of baseball, relax. I also love baseball. But the fact is, the regular season is done. It was an interesting season. Let's all remember. I know it seems like a a long time ago. This was a baseball season that we weren't even certain or sure was going to take place. The lockout was instituted back in December of last year. They locked the players out. They didn't really negotiate for a good amount of time. The regular season was supposed to start at the end of March. It started a week later on April 7th, and thus the regular season ends today. We know who's going to the playoffs. We know who's staying home. We know what the seedings look like. We saw records get broken. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. More home runs than anybody ever in the American League, and then you also have Albert Pujols, who was just going out like a man on fire, able to cross that that rarefied air into 700 career home runs. The Atlanta Braves were able to jump ahead of the New York Mets. I know there's a a lot of folks who found a, a lot of joy in that, the Braves looking to defend their championship. The Dodgers, throughout all of their injuries, they have also still secured the number one seed. The Houston Astros, they're number one in the American League. And the Yankees, who started off like a team on fire and basically was carried by Aaron Judge, man, they're, they're happy to be number two. And so we got a lot of teams in the postseason. We got a lot of teams who are having issues. And as soon as Friday, the wild card's going to be underway. As a part of the new collective bargaining agreement, the the postseason has expanded from 10 teams to now 12 teams. You got six teams from each league. The wild card is not going to be a win or go home situation. It's going to be a a best two out of three. It starts on Friday. So if you love baseball, if you're looking for an excuse not to work, not to look at your family, uh, not to spend time with anybody, then just... Tune in starting at noon on Friday. You got baseball all day as these teams are looking to just keep on pushing. You got the Guardians taking on Tampa. You got Seattle, and congratulations to them. They don't, they don't know what a postseason is. They haven't seen it in about 20 years. They're going to take on the Jays in Toronto. Phillies, they've also been through a drought. They're hosting St. Louis. Or excuse me, St. Louis is hosting the Phillies. 
And then you have the New York Mets, who choked. Yes, they did. They're hosting the San Diego Padres. And so the cool thing is, the teams that will be playing away, there's only going to be one home team. So there's not going to be the Padres play a game in San Diego. No, they will play all three games at City Field, and et cetera, St. Louis, uh, uh, Cleveland, Toronto. That's just what it is. So you want to win? Win two games on the road and, and keep it moving. The divisional series, they pretty much start on Tuesday, and that's when we will see some of the other names. How about the, the Houston Astros, the favorites to come out of the American League? Jose Altuve had another amazing season. The Houston Astros won 100 games again, the fourth time in the past five seasons. And Altuve, he talked about how amazing of a run they've been on. Very special because we have a great group of guys here that they show up every day to to win games, to put a lot of effort, to do whatever we can to make that happen for our fans, for our city. And uh, it it feels good. We're very thankful. Yeah, it feels good. And there's no Carlos Correa. You got Alvarez out there smashing home runs all over the damn place. And Justin Verlander, when he's on the mound, for whatever reason, it's, I mean, give or take some of these, these injuries that won't go away here or there. He doesn't, doesn't seem like he ages. There's a lot of people who will root for the Astros, mostly in Houston. And there's a lot of other people who just hate their guts. Who cares? Houston Astros back in the postseason after winning 100 games. Meanwhile, the other team, we know about this, the number two seed, the New York Yankees, who for the early part of the season had the best record in baseball between the Dodgers and and more than the Astros. It's been about Aaron Judge recently. Well, that's done. There's no more Aaron Judge home runs. There's no 63rd, 64th, 65th. No, uh uh-uh. It's about the postseason. You know, what are the New York Yankees going to be able to do as a team? And despite all of the attention, all of the stress, and the success of actually hitting that 62nd home run last night, Aaron Judge said, man, I had a good old time. It's been been a fun ride so far. You know, getting a chance to do this with the team we got, the guys surrounding me, you know, the constant support, you know, from my family who's been with me there, you know, through this whole thing, is it's been a great honor. Yeah, he an amazing season. Not just the 62 home runs, led the world in RBIs with 131 and finished second in the batting race. Luis Arreyes of the Minnesota Twins, he wins the batting title for the American League with an average of 316, Aaron Judge comes in at 311. And Arias, depending on who you want to ask and the reasons as to why, he sat out the past few games to pretty much give him a leg up. In the National League, Jeff McNeil won the batting title for the New York Mets. And we know the New York Mets have had to do more work than they would want to. So pretty much, well, they were going to get into the postseason. They, they choked over the weekend. And the Mets will be fine, I believe, against San Diego. Max Scherzer scheduled to be on the mound for them starting on Friday. And then the other wild card matchup in the National League. Wouldn't you want to see Albert Pujols go out with a bang? The Phillies, they're going to be in St. Louis. I'm expecting St. Louis to 
to win. Now, is it going to take all three games? Maybe, but I'm expecting St. Louis to move ahead and, and take on the Atlanta Braves. And why not? The more Albert Pujols, the better. This man has been able to go out and finish his regular season career with three, or excuse me, 703 home runs. In his age 42 season, he had 24 bombs and 68 RBIs. He hit most of these home runs in the second half of the season where all of a sudden he found the the fountain of youth. I don't think he asked Barry Bonds about it either. And so Albert Pujols, I'd love to see some more in the 700 club when it comes to home runs. And then even, even this with his, his 68 RBIs, he moved into second place, only behind Hank Aaron. He passed Babe Ruth in terms of the most RBIs of all time. That's a big deal. His manager, Oliver Marmol, he talked about Pujols and, and even being in the name, passing someone like Babe Ruth. That was a, a big swing, man, talking about uh, even saying passing Babe Ruth. I'm, um, it's a big deal, and uh, to do it with the two-run homer to give us the lead there was, uh, was fun to watch. We've talked about it before, but every one of his home runs seems to be game-tying or go-ahead. This, I mean, this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, he's feeling pretty good about where he's at. He's taking some really good swings, and uh, they've been meaningful, to your point. I remember a time the season when he supposedly couldn't hit right-handed pitching. <laughs> I do remember that, and uh, I think we're past that. He's taking really good swings, uh, regardless of who's throwing. Um, his approach is good. Swing's good. We're getting a really good version right now. Rather, rather funny. Oliver Marmol is the youngest manager in Major League Baseball right now at the age of 36. And Albert Pujols, he's 42. Albert Pujols might as well just slide over and be manager next year if he should choose. And so baseball, the season is done. We need to take a look at who's going to go to the World Series. I believe it'll likely be the Houston Astros out of the American League, and the Braves have certainly started on their their surge. A couple of weeks ago, maybe I would have selected the Dodgers, but I think the Braves are certainly capable of beating them again, especially knowing the fact that we have no idea what the New York Mets offense will look like in addition to starting pitching, despite having Scherzer and DeGrom. I think we're lining up for another Houston Braves World Series. Let's see what happens. I'm 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 actually optimistic and happy we got through the season. Now that we're moving into the postseason, I'm also happy that we're not gonna see the ghost rule or ghost runner ever again. I hope not. No more sticking a guy on second base in the, the postseason. You wanna get to second, damn it, you gotta earn it. This is for all the marbles. We don't need to protect safety and speed up the game. Let's just get to it. And then next season is when we have more rules, changes take place. The bases will be larger. We'll have a pitch clock. The batters will also have a clock. They can't just you know, treat this like a play. No more normal, no more Garcia Parra outside the box. No. No more shift. And so what you will see right now in this postseason, it's going to be different than what we even see next year. And so enjoy it.
We also know that there is there is no swapping out pitchers. The DH was instituted universally earlier this year permanently. And so this postseason, it's, it's going to evolve. We did have a Major League Baseball season. There were tons of conversations as to whether or not that would actually take place. And now it's just time to see who walks away with the World Series trophy. Who's going to walk away with the Commissioner's trophy? And where is Rob Manfred going to be booed when he gives away the award? That's also a right of passage for whoever is going to win the trophy. You have to receive it from Manfred after he gets booed. Nobody likes that commissioner. But thank God we actually had baseball. It's always a long season, 162 games. But now it's time to get straight into the nitty-gritty. It's over. Regular season, it's time for the playoffs. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got a lot to get into the rest of tonight. I told you about Cole Beasley. We talked about Bobby Wagner. We'll get into NBA MVP candidates. Draymond Green is fighting his own teammates. And you know what? Baseball season, the regular season is over. NBA preseason is here. And we got a freak show in Las Vegas last night. And it wasn't even between two NBA teams. I'll explain on the other side, telling you about a 7'4 French freak it's the jr sport re show here with you on cbs sports radio don't move i asked you nicely you're listening to the jr sport brief on cbs sports radio JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. That's right. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Major League Baseball season is done. We're getting ready for the playoffs. We're going to watch a, old, a bunch of old, grizzled veterans and young guys, too, pretty much go at it and try to hoist the commissioner's trophy at the end of the month or may take till November 5th because the regular season was pushed back. Uh, You might recall players were locked out from December until the end of March. And so we are, we were able to get to a 2022 season. It would have been a catastrophe if it didn't take place. And who cares right now? Postseason baseball is upon us. I take a look. It's real simple for me to say on today, Wednesday, October 5th, I believe that we will potentially look at the Astros and the Braves. I would have said the Dodgers. Eh, the Dodgers pitching is, is kind of fragile. You, you never know. And speaking of fragile, momentarily, I do want to have a conversation about a seven foot four basketball player coming over from France who just might destroy the NBA sooner than later. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we got a phone call in. His name is Jay. He's calling from Dallas. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Jay, what's on your mind? Hey, JR. How's it going, man? Very well, man. What's up? So uh, a couple of things really quick. Um, huge Dodger fan. I wanted to see what you think we got to do to, you know, win the World Series again. Um, and then also with the, the Dodgers, um, what happened with, with Pujols, man, Albert Pujols? 
like we had him last year. We could have really used him in really big plays. And it's just like he, whenever he went back to the Cardinals, it's just like he turned into like back to who he was. So, do you think there's something going on in, inside of the the dugout, or you know what? Why did why was he not successful with us last year? I think well, I think the reason that he really wasn't successful. It's not even last year. It's been ten years, really. If we want to go ahead and round it out, it's been ten years since he was with the Cards. This man has basically had a 20-year career. First half, St. Louis, absolutely amazing. He signs that contract with the Angels, and then he basically becomes a shell of himself. He's hurt, and no surprise there. If you think about his career from 20 to 30, absolutely phenomenal. And you think about 30 to 40, he's been pockmarked and, and snake-bitten with injuries. When he's actually been healthy, he's been good to go. He, he's been able to go out there and, and play. He went to the American League. Now we know there's a full-time DH. He's able to slot in into the DH spot in the National League, and he's healthy. And so I think that's that's really all it boils down to. I don't think there's uh, anything specific that happened. I don't think there's a relationship problem. Uh, I don't, come on, everybody loves Albert Pujols. I mean, he celebrated against the Dodgers when he did it. Dave Roberts looked at Albert Pujols and he had to temper his own celebration because he's not his, his player anymore. And so that's the deal with Pujols. Who knows? Maybe we get into the postseason and Albert Pujols goes into retirement, you know, 0 for 10 or 0 for 15. I, I have no idea. Uh, when it comes down to the, the Dodgers, what do they need to do? The, the pitching, which has typically been a strength, is not a strength right now. We know that there are injuries in the bullpen. You think about uh, uh, Kimbrell, he has been complete trash. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, if the wind blows the wrong way, he'll be sitting down with a back. Urias is probably the best option right now, reliable option uh, as a starter. And we can't do a damn thing about some of the injuries that took place earlier this season. We know that uh, Walker Bueller is absolutely done. And speaking of backs with Clayton Kershaw, which his back can come and go anytime. Dustin May is back, is acting up as well. So I don't think there's a real concern when it comes to the Dodgers with the bats. The bats can certainly keep them in it. Everybody in the lineup is is capable of hitting a bomb, but it is it is the pitching. And that's not to say that their pitching can't hold up, but it is a question mark about whether or not will it. And that kind of goes into the bullpen as well. Right. And if we do win this year, uh, the World Series, who do you see being the MVP? Oh, I don't know, man. Come on, that's that's <laughs> tough. I mean, that's you. You might as well ask me who will win the MVP of the World Series right now. Flat Perry. That's a tough one. One yeah. step at a time. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Jr. All right, thank you, Jay, for calling from Dallas. I'd ask him about those Texas Rangers, but what are they doing? Absolutely nothing. Giving up number sixty-two. Oh, yeah, they did. They, but they're going to be sitting down watching the postseason just like me. Is that right? And you. Man, the Rangers. Oh, what a – man, the Rangers, Texas Rangers. Still, they're still uh, sticking their head about Nelson Cruz, Jr. Well, he's uh, well. Nelson Cruz, is he's sitting at home too, finally. I'm talking about 11 years ago, speaking of Pujols. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, these guys last forever. How old is Nelson Cruz right now? He has to be, what, 43 years old? He's the same age as Pujols. Oh, my God. Both 42. Well, you, and you and many others think Pujols is not 42. 
Well, I, yeah, I think Albert, well, Nelson Cruz is probably not 42 either. Right. Yeah, they're both, yeah, both 42 years. And Nelson Cruz, God bless him, he just turned, just turned 42. Yeah, Albert Pujols probably a little bit older. He he walks like he's 80. So Runs like he's 70. Yeah, he does. Well, hard knock life when you got to trot around the bases. He probably didn't even anticipate running around the bases 24 times. <laughs> right. Makes Bartolo Colon look like Deion Sanders. Yeah, Bartolo Colon is going to try to get back into baseball until he has no arms. I mean, yeah, Bartolo, he's yeah, – he's, I don't – ageless is not the word, but uh, – He's probably pitching in, in somebody's backyard right now in the Dominican Republic, and, and good for him. You know, not everybody is, is able to play sports at a high level ever, period, let alone to do it from, you know, 18, 19, 20, all the way into your 40s, and so so good for him. And speaking of 18-year-olds, we are learning more. If you haven't learned, if you haven't heard about this man over the past year, if you didn't learn about him last night, you're going to know about him real soon. His name is Victor Wembenyama. Yeah, sure, you'll, you'll learn how to spell it and say it eventually. This is a young man from France, 18 years old, that teams are salivating over. They want to tank so they can get his hands on him, so they can get their hands on him. If you thought that a small forward power forward who is 7 feet tall, 6'11", 7 feet tall, like Kevin Durant, able to shoot over everybody, if you thought the evolution of that was Chris Stapp's Porzingis at 7'3", you're wrong. We might be skipping completely over that and stretching out Kevin Durant from six foot eleven, seven feet, to someone who is taller, longer, and appears to be more athletic. Seven foot four, I'ma say his name again, Victor Wembenyama. Last night, his team from Paris, the Metropolitan 92s, they came over an exhibition matchup to take on the G League Ignite team. The G League Ignite team is pretty much composed of of young men who are not in college. Uh, They are hand-selected by the NBA to participate in their G League because they are the next guys up not in college. Scoot Henderson, someone that we've had right here on the show, he went out and put on a show last night as well. I believe he had 30. Well, he didn't have 37. He filled up the stat sheet. He's, He's pretty much believed to be the second best prospect because they got a seven foot four guy who plays like a shooting guard and when Benyama. And so there were already talks today and articles about how many owners have been talking to their own basketball executives, teams that have no chance to do a damn thing. They're just like, hey, we got a tank for this guy. Now, I don't care if you're the San Antonio Spurs or listen, uh, Greg Popovich has been very clear that this is just a a developmental season. You got teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Where are they going? Nowhere. They got a bunch of young guys they want to develop. And Wembenyama, he actually, he doesn't look, he doesn't look frail. He was actually aggressive 
and going to the basket last night. He knocked down seven threes. He had five blocks. He scored 37 points. And he did this against other NBA prospects, but that still is not a stat line to just, you know, shake your head at as, oh, he was playing against prospects. No. This man looks like he will be a problem. He's being talked about as the biggest prospect that the NBA has seen since LeBron James. It's 20 years ago. Scoot Henderson, uh, uh, someone who would have been considered the number one overall pick if it wasn't for this gigantic freak. Uh, he talked about Victor Wembenyama on the ringer, and he said, listen, I know me personally. I, I got to battle this guy if I want to be number one. Ja went number two behind Zion. Do you care about going number one? Uh, of course I care about going number one. It's just, you know, I'm blessed to be in the position I, I'm in right now to, you know, to even be considered uh, where I'm at right now. But uh, the cons- the competitive side of me, and it just makes me want to be number one. You know, I've always wanted to be number one in whatever I, whatever I would do. So, Is there any part of you that has some extra motivation this week considering it is, you know, two top prospects in the world right now? I feel like I don't need no extra motivation. Honestly, I'm even just... going against him. No, I think I'm. I'd have extra motivation if I was going against him. I, I mean, I'd want to dunk on his face. I mean, of course, that's my <laughs> mindset. Anytime I'm, I'm gonna step on the court, no matter whoever who it is, is, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna, you know, I'm trying to dominate and demoralize whoever I'm in front of. Oh, that's that's nice. Well, he is playing number two. It's even been reported that teams are encouraging Victor Wembanyama to sit out this season to potentially avoid injury. His agent said, no, no, this guy wants to play basketball. This is not, this is not a thought. It's not in his mindset. He wants to play. He wants to improve. He wants to get better. He wants to compete. And damn it, I'm going to watch as much as I can. And I can't wait to see this guy hopefully be selected in the draft. And I want to see what he does next year. We have to wait a year until we see him in the league. It's just, he looks like a video game character. He looks like nothing I've ever seen before. You thought Manute Bowl was a problem. You know, oh, he he took a three-pointer. No. This man just looks out of place. It's not fair. Let's see what he can do. It's the JR Sport Re-Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. Victor Wembenyama, his career hasn't even started yet in the NBA. Meanwhile, in the NFL, we got a guy who's ready to quit. He's in his early 30s. He played two games with Tom Brady, and he wants to go home to his wife and kids. We'll tell you about Cole Beasley on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening to you maybe 10, 11 months, and I always appreciate you being poignant, intelligent, and exact when you have to be. 
Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we get to the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Bobby Wagner laying out this fan, the fan deciding to, you know, file a police report saying that he he assaulted him on the football field, even though his ass had no business being out there. And then we'll also update you on something that I mentioned at the start of the show. Right before I went on air, it was pretty much reported. Shams and Chris Haynes and Adrian Wojciechowski, they all came on and said that Draymond Green and Jordan Poole got into an altercation at Warriors practice and that Draymond Green swung at Jordan Poole. Well, we have a few more details that I will share with you when we get to the top of the hour. It's like the the champions, the tensions are starting to build. We know they they just came off of a ring. They're trying to defend it. And, uh, hey, a little bit of adversity never hurt anybody. But when Draymond Green is is a central point and a central focus, things can get very interesting very quickly. Right before we went to break, we talked about someone who's not even in the NBA, Victor Wimbenyama. Seven foot four Frenchman, 18 years old, expected to be the number one overall pick in next season's draft. I'm talking 2023. And someone in the NFL decided to call it a career today. That person played two games. His name, Cole Beasley. After 11 years in the NFL, starting off as that, that scrappy, yes, I use the word scrappy slot receiver, the little engine that could, how the hell did he get here? He doesn't belong here. He's undersized. Cole Beasley is done. 33 years old. He spent seven years in Dallas. He spent three years in Buffalo where he he probably had, you could consider to be the best, just the best years of his career. Career high in touchdowns one season in his first year. uh, Career high in yards. Typically, it's like Cole Beasley would get you, I don't know, 600, 700 yards, maybe one handful of, of, of touchdowns, if that. And now he's done. Unfortunately for, for Cole Beasley, and maybe he doesn't care, uh, over the past several seasons, he's been someone more so outspoken about the NFL and its its COVID protocols and whether or not he'd be able to play and uh, the extra precautions that he had to take to participate in the game. Cole Beasley was a, a mouthpiece for folks who didn't want to be vaccinated or who felt that the rules being instituted were absolutely ridiculous. And for a smaller wide receiver who's 33 and someone who, well, thank God now, the COVID restrictions have just pretty much been relaxed all over the place. He's 33. Do you want him in the locker room? Does he? Do you, do you need the attention on him? He's going to speak his mind. There's nothing to talk about right now. And so he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few weeks ago. All the injuries to guys like, well, Evans got suspended. Think about Godwin returning from an ACL, going down with a hammy. You think about Julio Jones, expect for his legs to give out uh, any day now. Cole Beasley is in there, two games, four receptions, 17 yards, and Cole Beasley is done. 
And the statement that we got from his agent today that was shared publicly almost made me fall out of my chair. His agent says he's ready to be with his family after playing in 11 seasons, and it's time to be a full-time dad and husband. The jokes on social media referencing Cole Beasley and Tom Brady, I, I wish I could say they were hilarious. They were just cruel. That's the word. Even I said it. I tweeted out. I said, what is... I said, what is his agent doing here? Like, this is, what, what, did he have a beef with Tom Brady? Does he want to rub it in Tom Brady's face that he's going home to his wife and his kids and, and Tom Brady's not doing that? We live in a cold, 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 cold world. The messages and tweets and memes on Tom Brady and his marital situation, they were just... They were all over the map yesterday. And today with Cole Beasley deciding to retire after two damn games with Tom Brady. These memes were just as crazy. Shep, did you did you see some of the vitriol might not be the appropriate word. Maybe that's too harsh. But did you see some of these jokes? I mean, JR, personally, I stay away from social media, just to be honest with you, because uh, I know how just absolutely excruciating people can be towards one another. So I haven't witnessed the same way that you have, no. I mean, all I know is this is Mr. Overachiever. He's the Wes Welker of his, you know, he's the Wayne Corbett of his generation. Yeah, and Wayne Corbett was a better player than this guy. He's pretty good. Who, Cole Beasley? Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he ain't Wayne Corbett. Uh, well, I... Let's be careful. Cowboys, fan, Cowboys fans might beg to differ. Nah, and Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Corbett was a better player. Unfortunately, Wayne Corbett caught a, a massive case of the, the, the concussions. He, he was concussed way too many times. Uh, but, you know, when, when you think about any player who's undersized, doesn't belong out there, they're always going to be appreciated. So it doesn't matter if it's that, that slot receiver or that scat back. Uh, in, in, in football. It could be the guy in the NBA who, who does the dirty work, and dirty work now is a little bit different. Someone like a Bobby Portis Jr. Someone who is not the most athletic, someone who's out there just giving it their all. And, and Cole Beasley, he certainly checks that box. Uh, at 33 years old, yeah, he's kind of old in football terms. Uh, I have no idea what's going to come next. He could literally go ahead and disappear and spend time with his wife and kids and rub it in the face of Tom Brady. Or he was certainly outspoken uh, during COVID. I don't know if that's the hill that he he wants to particularly, excuse me, die on, uh, or if he wants to take up some other cause. Uh, hey, maybe maybe he will be the football player that stays home with his wife and kids, and maybe we never hear from Cole Beasley again. Uh, it was recently revealed that that Blake Bortles, he was chatting it up with Barstool Sports. Uh, how many people knew that Blake Bortles wasn't on some NFL roster right now? Probably nobody. And he revealed today or yesterday that he quietly retired from the NFL. He's been a backup, I feel like, for four different teams over the past several years. And the last time that Blake Bortles got a legitimate chance to start was was really for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was the starting quarterback 
when they went to that AFC championship game. And so we talk about this all the time. We've talked about it with Tua Tonga-Valoa and his concussion issues. Here you have someone like Blake Bortles, who you would still consider to be in the prime of his football life as a quarterback. He's retired, and Cole Beasley at 33 years old. Two weeks playing with the Buccaneers. He's staying home. He joined the team. They basically they, they had to evacuate down to Miami because of the hurricane. And his agent said that that factored into him saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to stay home. It's just wild timing. Wild timing. When you reference your family, your wife, and your kids, knowing that Tom Brady, damn it, he's, he's just going through it. And all of his business is plastered everywhere from the New York Post to TMZ into just every blog imaginable. NFL, it's a hard knock life. Congratulations to Cole Beasley for at least having a career that no one, no one really, probably outside of himself, thought that he would have. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got a lot to get into. We're going to take a break. And when we come back next hour, we're going to talk about someone who's uh, controversial in his own right. His name is Draymond Green. The NBA regular season hasn't even started yet. And he's going to be out here swinging away at his own teammates. Yes, Draymond Green today at practice got into a fight with Jordan Poole. Also, speaking of swinging away, Bobby Wagner decided to lay some wood against a fan on the field. And now Bobby Wagner might pay for it? I doubt it, but I'll tell you. On the other side, the JR Sport Review Show, CBS Sports Radio.